I'm still eating grapes. I know you are. I hear it. It's ASMR. <laughs> the Bat Queen. What was that um, bat shit? What was that thing? Uh... <laughs> Mukbang. 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 What was it? <laughs> bat shit. <laughs> I knew it was like two two syllables. Mukbang. Mudbang. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host. Greg Cody. I was actually just starting to listen to your director's cut of uh, of the South Beach sessions, and I only heard like the first five minutes, so I'm hamstrung here. How did it go? Good. I mean, I think I, I felt like at the beginning I was being too like, I was like, just like ribbing you guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then like after a few minutes, I'm like, oh, wait, I think he wants me to be serious about this. So I like tried to like flip the script and just take it a little more serious. I think it'd probably be good if we all listen to it. That's one of the other reasons why I was suggesting we do this tomorrow. What? Plus why does it matter? Like, uh, listening to. Yeah. Your, like to so to we do a we do a DVD commentary of Chris's DVD yeah, commentary. Of right. your <laughs> we've already talked about like, like, what are we going to talk about with this thing? Like, it's it's we've talked about it. We talked about it last week, you and I. Well, n- not really, because in the last episode, it hadn't come out yet. And I wasn't saying much about it. Um, I, I would like us to each uh, give some thoughts because I have a couple of thoughts on it. And, and Yeti, I know you do. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, if someone, like, I, I don't think it should be a thing where we go around the room. Like, let's just have a conversation. Right. Yeah. I, by the way, uh, and I don't care whether this is for the air or not, but in the last episode, which, by the way, broke box office records, I have no idea why. A lot of people listen to it, but there was a sound of me burping. Was that actually me burping? That was Chris. That was me? Yeah. I was wondering, actually. I was like, I was like, I don't remember doing that, but that's it was funny. It was a funny open. It was not accented with a Brad ass crack or a Brack. So it was not you, Greg. It was Chris. It was on Chris's audio. Was that zero editing though? Like, did I do it right on that cue? Or like did you tighten up my burp like to right after, you know, let's be it honest was, here. If I tightened it, it would have been just like microseconds. Like it was okay. pretty much right on cue. I wrote a poem. Well, I love that. A witty poem. Is it witty or is it serious? But seriously. It's heartfelt and funny. Good. I look forward to it. Okay. Wow. Because it sounded like a real burp, and my burps don't sound like real right. burps. So you say human names. Well, I mean, I, I say, I mean, your burp was like burp. You know, it was just that, like a ridiculously. By the way, we've started this episode, so I know, I know, we have a lot to talk about. Yeti's got thoughts. We've been kicked. We've kicked Yeti out of this podcast in recent weeks. <laughs> That's my, true. Da- my dad, Yeti, actually <laughs> wanted to do a bit not wanted to do but after you happen to just not be in the episode for two weeks he's like right. should we like uh do a thing where the internet thinks we've gotten rid of yeti just to get people yeah. to like tune in to see if he's still there like my dad wanted to tweet <laughs> something very cryptic out like right. does yeti still work for us yeah Question i wanted mark, to just let it sit there <laughs> there would be at least five listeners that i've seen that would be thrilled <laughs> to have my voice not here anymore <laughs> Okay. We got a DM. Yeti's a good dude, but he talks way too much. I'm like, I literally <laughs> talk less than 10%. <laughs> wow. wow. You, what, what is the pie chart? Have you done the numbers? What do uh, I talk? It's been a minute, but I'm I'm usually around 10% of the episode, and then you guys are close to 50-50. Wait. I was That's joking, counting my actually, laughs, though. Wait. How do you do that, though? Like, like Seriously. Because I can, I can remove all silence in between audio, in between actual waveforms. And then I can I can just shrink it together. I can smash it together with I've got a little shortcut. And you do that just to see how much you're talking. I've done it a couple of times because <laughs> look, I listen to complaints 
and I want to see, right. do they know what they're talking about? All that matters is whether my dad and I think you're talking too much. And I can be honest with you. My dad's only texted me after an episode that you were talking too much, like seven times. Zick, yeah. no, I'm kidding. He's never done that. He's never done it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, he has done it like once, maybe, but only once. That's pretty good, honestly. I he, t- he not, thinks- yeah, not bad considering I'm approaching. I'm, it's close to 100 episodes. Yeah, he thinks I talk way too much every episode. The pie chart should be uh, me 60, Christopher 30, and Yeti 10. But if we talk about how long it takes people to talk, <laughs> then we know who's taking up okay, the biggest right. piece. Of okay. the pie. Uh, I got to start. It's like you're doing a really bad impersonation of Adnan's Michael Caine. <laughs> if, if, if you want to talk, if you want to talk like Michael Caine, you must only say a few words at a time. I have no my idea dad, what you're talking about. My dad hates when, he make, when I make fun of the energy, dad. We're just, we're just a couple of friends ribbing each other. Why do you get so yeah. like sensitive about that? Yeah, well, you spread yourself too thin. Uh, I also hate when you go on uh, you know, a million other podcasts and say good stuff. On their podcast that you should be saying on my podcast. I'm not going to name names. What but, did I uh, say on Sia's podcast that I should have said with you? Uh-oh. See, I wasn't going to name names. I don't know. I haven't listened to it, Sia. Nothing personal. Why wouldn't you shout out Sia Najad Sports? Like, why are you, why are you getting... Because you just did. Why are you getting protective? I just don't... You know, I don't like you, uh, you know, going on... Why don't you... You don't like me doing podcast hits? I too many, Greg, no. I think I mentioned the Greg Cody show once or twice. Did you? Okay. It's All good right. promotion for the show. Yeah. Okay. It really is. You get in front of a different audience, some of the same, but definitely some different, and they go. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it's it's a chance for them. Who is this Chris Cody guy? Oh, he works on the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody, and maybe does some stuff for Metal Art Media. Yeah, sometimes. Okay, sometimes. All right. All By right. the no, way, I'm, we are in the fun. new digs of our new studio, and it is sweet, boys. Oh, I got to hear about it. I want to. I want <laughs> a, a brief description of it because I haven't been in in yet. Uh, which is why I didn't get to uh, write a story in the Herald about the move to the new studio, <laughs> because yeah. despite me being on South Beach Sessions, Dan screwed me uh, right in the back by not uh, giving me that scoop. Dad, go ahead. Tell us about the new I studio. Mean, if, if you want to go there, we can go there. You could have had the scoop and you just didn't want to come in on Friday morning. <laughs> I couldn't. First what of all, what did you do? We're recording this on Friday. What did you do this morning that you couldn't have gotten there? Okay, first of all, I'm not feeling well. I've been I've been slaying the, the food dragon it. all week. I have been battling it, and I just couldn't come in. And when they didn't want me in Tuesday, which I was willing to come in Tuesday, despite not feeling well. Dad, we weren't in that studio until Wednesday. Like, they are doing technical stuff. Like, it wasn't like we were there Tuesday. And we're technical like, stuff? <laughs> what were they doing? <laughs> Setting up a new <laughs> studio? If Dad, okay. if you could only... We were recording on <laughs> Wednesday. You know, our show... I'll give you some behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, our show is big communicate you know that stuff that my dad can never tell when we're in his ear and when we're on air we do a lot of communicating while the mics are on like hey stu got something this is in your ear hey you should say this hey dan oh we're gonna go to break now like and we were and that stuff was when i when we did our first test in the new studio those that wasn't working like if anytime you would push the button down to talk to somebody it would go over the air so it was like a huge thing that we're like hey we need this thing so it's like we were in there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday testing things to make sure, and we found a bunch of little. Because, dude, Bob, the Bobs, they, there's two Bobs now. Uh, they've multiplied. Bob, and, Bob, 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 Bob and, and like these guys have done magic. Like this isn't a criticism of them. There's just so much technical stuff that like you're gonna have things that you're gonna have to like. Oh, we got to go back and so like yes, Dad, Tuesday was not ready to go. Like, this is a work in progress, this studio. But it is, 
what I was starting here with as I talk way too much here and get my pie chart numbers up. <laughs> um, it is just so cool though. Like God, the studio, it like the, even like the work, like the lounge area and like Yeti, when you come in town, you got to come see it. Dad, you'll see it. Like it's, it's, it's everything it was supposed to be. Wow. Sounds highfalutin. No, I mean, it's just a nice area. Like, like we were working before in, you know, a hotel, like right near the beach. <laughs> is the area where I will be bigger? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this is. <laughs> what? Oh, why? Is your corner like a little too small? That should have been the pitch from Dan. Greg, come down to the studio and see where you will be sitting. Oh, right, oh, you're right there. Of course. I would have. Yeah. Because it was a small area before that the Dan Stugatz room with me. I mean, that's there. Like, it wasn't like your space was smaller and Dan's were huge. It was just a small room. Now right. it's a much bigger room that, like, you're not as confined. You could stand up and do, like, some arm stretches and swing your arms back and forth. Okay. Chris, does Dan have some of the same fears that he uh, of re of kind of recreating the separation that was in the fusion studio? No, it's definitely closer. It's it's a little further than our current than our the Clevelander because it couldn't physically get closer than we were right. at the Clevelander. But yeah, uh, we're still close, and he's been. There's been no s signs of that. Like when we were out on that, the shot of him in our like, as we're testing shots, so we're seeing what it's going to look like. The shot of him actually does kind of look like he looked on that stage. Like, oh yeah, I do get flashbacks sometimes when I look up at the screen of like what the audience is going to be seeing on YouTube. I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like when he was on stage, uh, just because of like you know he's got more room behind him, so it's. But he's closer to us and he hasn't expressed anything yet about like feeling distant from us. Like we can all see each other and we're still like talking to each other. And I, I think it's like a nice balance of intimate, but still we, we just need more space. Will there be some of the same visual appeal, like the Lebo thumbprint on everything? Oh, yeah. 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 We basically have, I mean, I don't want to, you know what? It's Monday when this comes out. So it's already, we're revealing it on Monday anyways. It's it's a lot of the same. We now are doing magnets instead of a, like that Velcro. So it's all new high tech, but a lot of the similar looking accents. And we have a big monitor behind Dan and Stu. So it's like on the sides is like those panels that we can rotate in and out. And on the back is just a, a, a screen that can be our show logo. It could be mystery crate. It could be. So it's like a huge LED. I'm not yeah, similar to the setup that uh, Golik and Smetty had at the su at Super Bowl week at Radio yes. Row. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, That'd dude. Great. It's and then there's a second studio too that's got a whole setup. So like for like when I do my Cineflex, we're always doing a lot of stuff throughout the day. But and then like you know little there's like this one room. It's like a phone call room. We have a, we have a phone call room. What? There's just like there's just like a little room with a little table and a chair. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, why do you need a phone call room? There's your next I mean, back in my day. People make phone calls. It's like a little it's like a little mini meeting room. If you need to if you want to make a phone call, you step in there and you got get some privacy. All right, what if five people want to make a phone call? Well, then, then five people are in the room talking over each other. Then the yes, bathrooms turn into phone call rooms. Okay. <laughs> Very um, hollow and tinny sounding. Christopher, were were you in the new studio when you did your director's cut on the South Beach sessions I did no. with Dan? As it's clear, if you look at the video and you've ever seen the studios that we work in, that right. I'm sitting in Tony's spot in the old studio. It's it's actually, okay. the funny thing about that is me doing that director's cut was literally, as I say, like Rob Lowe in that one show, Parks and Rec, the last thing created in the Clevelander. Wow. Like hard. I had Mike Jones and the Bobs, like like a bunch of bulls waiting to get into that room. As soon as I walk, like, all right, backpack on. That it honestly made me sad after that. I wasn't sad the whole week leading up to the closing of the Clevelander, but as soon as 
I was done. And they had, like people had already started taking like I have a bunch of did I tell you, Dad, that I took a, all the Greg Cody placards, Velcro. Oh, I was hoping you would. I have all those. Like we can when we when we finally build up oh, excellent. a Greg Cody corner in your house, that's gonna be like our studio set. We have like the rock you in the rocking chair and like oh my I, have, gosh. I have all the greg cody placards that i could find god bless you i meant to ask you to do that and i forgot and and thank you for doing that because in fact, i'll go get them we'll like do a little thing it could be good for social yeah let's do this okay greg this would be this this could make up for us getting all all of our um stuff from moss stolen you know yeah i know i'm, I'm still <laughs> crying over that i i gotta uh get a new flag made a new greg cody show flag made but listen listeners uh there's gonna become more of a visual element to this podcast in the coming months and uh, and we're going to have a studio and it's going to be great thanks largely to uh, all the stuff uh, Christopher stole from the Levitard show walls as they were being uh, disrupted and and moved to a new studio show one to me i want to see one this is exciting we got the show killer sign go killer excellent it was like it turned into like a frenzy we're like people who like just got with our show like a week ago we're like i'm getting this and it's like I get what I, I was just like, no, I'm getting this sign. Like, <laughs> I just snatched some sign. Like, some guy had the, what's the, where's this two point? Hold on. It turned into the back end of Moss where people were just grabbing all the crap that was hung up everywhere. I'm pretty sure this one says, you never know. I'm pretty sure I had to steal this from somebody. Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that somebody was like, it's I'm going to take this one. And I'm like, that's mine. All the Greg Cody show ones are mine. Seriously. I had to get my, I got my face. Of course. Excellent. I got your face. <laughs> and Brockmire ended up. I don't. I didn't mean to take that one. I don't know. How I <laughs> Brockmire. We'll sell I, it to him. I got baby. Baby. I like it. I got, oh, that's going to be great. Me. Well, that's me. Yeah. Okay. In a face. Why are you wearing a gas mask? That was one of my punishments. Like I had that. to dress okay. up. I got Greg in a rocking chair. Okay. All right. And then I got another Chris one. This is my favorite one. That's an info. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was listening the day when you got when you first got dubbed Fats and Info. That was right near the beginning of of me listening. That was funny inch like uh, imaging we made for that. Where I literally we we got like typewriter music like this typewriter like like it was like but then it was me literally eating chips. I literally yeah. video, I audio I was like <laughs> like that was not like YouTube. Usually I get sounds like that from YouTube. That was me eating chips. ASMR. Yeah. Before it was cool, and I have this, which is cinephile. Oh Check my it out. God. Very this nice. week. Add out today, uh, Ray Romano on Cinephile. We talk okay. about the family depth chart. Right. Okay. We get dad. Let me let me plug this podcast. I mean, Jesus, that's just my dad's mad because Ray Romano did Cinephile and Levitard Show. Okay, <laughs> do you also do you also have like a, a C and Najad uh, placard that you can? Th- wow, th- you you said his name. <laughs> he is. He is salty. <laughs> why, Dad, why is me doing a hit? You're like a, are you like my girlfriend? Like what, like what's happening here? Why can't I do a podcast hit? Yeah, yeah you know, you just don't uh, give up any good stuff uh, what did on I people say? who aren't paying you. He I don't me, know. I haven't listened to it. Everything he's at, like, I've, <laughs> so Jesus, my daughter scared me right there. Hey, there's Graceland. <laughs> okay. Listen, well, Dad. What? Like, I'm confused. Everything he's asked me before with the Levitard stuff, we talked, we've all, we've, I've talked about okay. that stuff on here. I know. I'm just kidding you. Uh, and, no, and he's speaking, not. Yeah, you yeah, aren't I'm, kidding. That's why you I'm don't even know why kidding. you're mad. You don't even know why you're mad. I'm not mad. I'm laughing. When I laugh uh, in the middle of being mad, it's almost as if I'm not mad. That's one of the qualities I have. I'm able to say stuff that conveys anger and yet say it in a laughing manner. Um, Greg, how's the book going with Ron McGill? Yeah. Wow. That question is out of the blue and unexpected. And the answer is Dad, quite you, well. Dad, you told us to ask you that before the show. No, I, can't. I actually didn't. <laughs> I would not put that past me. 
and I, I wish I had, but in this case, I actually didn't. Uh, it's going very well. I just completed the third chapter and what I would call a fulcrum uh, chapter of the book, a main chapter, and um, it's going great. The publisher is in London right now, um, peddling Publ the book pu to publishers. Publishing and, some shit. And it's going to be great. I, I, I think it's going to be bigger than anyone um, ever had the right to expect. I'm more than excited about it. We hope it's going to come out as early as late summer although it could be more like fall as as almost like a, a you know a christmas sale type promotion if it's anything but, if it's anything like a studio reopening it's going to be a year behind <laughs> yes well it could be believe me as i try to do my other work while writing a book in between uh herald stuff and podcast stuff but christopher i want to ask you before we leave the uh levitard show completely um we're leaving i did a self-beat sessions <laughs> and um where are we going <laughs> Uh, we're leaving it as a topic and oh. and but but first you That's did our, there's our headline the cody's are leaving the levitard show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. fly robin fly um <clears throat> there he is wow <laughs> i so rarely cough anymore um greg coffee thank you okay <laughs> haven't heard that in in months um you did a director's cut god knows why on the conversation dan and i did and and I haven't I had only begun to listen to your director's cut when we started uh, podcasting here. So tell me and and the listeners who haven't heard it yet, like what was your take? What was your what did you say on the director's <laughs> cut? What did you think of it? Just give away all the goods. I'll I'll give you the goods. I, I would say that the only thing that was really you know outside of me just kind of watching it and having thoughts, making little jokes, cracking jokes. Uh, a little bit throughout, but mostly, you know, listening to all the serious stuff and, you know, coming away from it, just wanting to give you, Dan, Uncle Dick, a hug. You know what I mean? Like, you guys right. all this talk about never hugging. That part was shocking to me. I never knew you and Uncle Dick never hugged. Yeah. Like, no, that's true. I knew about most of that stuff. Like, I knew, I think you had told me before about the scrapbook thing that Pop had kept. Yeah. I think. Maybe even that. Like, I, the, the, it was really cool, honestly. It was cool to see you and Dan talk like that. It was cool. It, it gives credibility, and I think it, it explains your relationship to people that kind of see Dan treat you a certain way on the air. And I think it, it gives some, you know, much-needed context right. to a relationship that I think people knew was deeper than Dan can portray on air. But, like, I think now everybody just, like, what everyone kind of figured, they kind of, like, are now like, yep, these two are legit friends. Yeah, hopefully people knew that, but it, it does take serious conversations sometimes to override what happens on Tuesdays, typically. Uh, so I'm glad I had the chance to do it, to be honest. I I had actually referenced that uh, scrapbook thing in The Ballad of 1440. And and um, my brother and I hugging for the first time did happen as we left the hospital. And, and we knew my dad was so close to death's door that we might not see him tomorrow. And we uh, hugged. So, like, that was... It was like you 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 figured it was for the last time because you said yes. that when you said the last time I didn't know if like Pop ended up dying with like a procedure almost like you know what I mean like we're like because like the way you phrased it like so you're saying that it was just one of those things where it felt like it was the last time yeah yeah he was barely lucid you know he was barely awake and alert um he was and and the nurses told us that he's right there you know he, he's right at the end that so. I mean you want to talk about the thought of that conversation and like like is just everybody's like i can't even imagine it yeah it's yeah. uh it, it's a big one yeah it, yeah and and the complication of that was that at that time my mother was going through um a bad time 
and we didn't think mentally she could take seeing our her husband like that and um my brother and I made the decision not to bring my mother to the hospital and and we you know debated that and second guessed that and wondered about that for years afterward um having to you know just tell my mother later that that he had passed away and and that's you know that's that's not getting into the weeds but are you saying because um, she didn't have to change like she like i'm sure she got to ex you know at times he was in the hospital i'm sure she got to give him at least something that felt like a like i love you so much yeah like, you know right it, like right it wasn't oh like yeah she yeah she had seen say, him yeah yeah she had seen him shortly before that but um yeti i'm curious what your uh you sent a kind uh, uh text uh to me about that South Beach sessions, but I'm and and I saw some stuff on social media you did. But what what did you think of of that conversation between Dan and I? It was it was really cool because yeah, a lot, like, a lot of people guessed at what your relationship was, you know, and like what your friendship was like. But this helped them really see, and that was really nice. And and it is something because being vulnerable has never really been difficult for me, at least on the emotional stuff. There are things I am there are vulnerabilities that I have that I do keep within. Um, but when it comes to like just emoting, that's never been a thing for me. So like to hear other people say that it's difficult for them, that's, that's interesting to me because it's something that I have less experience with having difficulty with that. Right. And so, and, but then to see people work through it. And, uh, so number one barometer is my wife watched and she was entertained and interested in asking questions. You get something like that out of the Levitard universe from her. You know you did a good job, right? Um, and that then was a, uh, but, anybody could have listened to that conversation. To your point, Yeti, like that is, and Dan was saying, "I want you to keep going, Yeti. I don't mean to cut you off. Like one of the like very few things we do gets universal. Like that's great, and that was one of those things where everybody that watched that was like, "This is moving." Yeah, and it's and it's the um, it is the love that you have for each other that was showing through, and you could hear it in the in the Foxworth interview too. And I do think it's funny ju- juxtaposing the two, you know, you have Foxworth and then two weeks later we have, you know, you and the, the, uh, the little rivalry we have there with Dominique and stuff, but you both have pulled in two of the, the, the best. And I love South Beach sessions, but these are easily two of the best. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but the second point was, what was that- your relationship Yeti with your dad before you get to your second point? Like, like when I say like that, like, did your dad, when you say you're very open with your emotions, was your dad like that with you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My dad, giant crybaby. So you like learn that, yeah. So you, um, yeah. he, uh, I don't remember us saying "I love you" like every chance we had, like when I was younger. But after when Columbine happened, I remember hearing someone say that I didn't get, I did, I didn't say I love them this morning before they went off to school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I was at a baseball game when I heard the news. Um, at a, at a high school baseball game, driving my dad's eighty-two Buick Park Avenue, <laughs> and a poop brown <laughs> faded paint. Um. But I remember I was like, I'm never going to let that happen to my family. And yeah. you know, we always knew we just didn't. I don't I don't recall us saying it a lot, but it, maybe there's some you know weird history there where I'm getting it wrong. But I feel like that's the case. Yeah. And I made sure we started saying and, and like everybody jumped on board. Like there was never like dad was never like hardened to that idea. Um. So like, like I said, he's my best friend. He still makes me laugh every single day. And it's been. Yeah. It'll be five years on May 1st. And so like, and it's usually doing like what you do with your dad, just like finding like, there's something so goofy about this dude and let's joke on, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but to see people in the audience and someone tweeted about this, that it really meant a lot to hear the sign off 
of Dan saying, I love you, man. And you saying, I love you too, back to him. Like, yeah, there's an Avett Brothers song called, you know, called I am loving you. And it says that those are three words that became hard to say. And I don't understand it. Like my mom actually has a hard time saying the words, I love you. She'll say, love you. And to me, that's not the same commitment. Mm. And, and I'm like, you can say it. It's okay. <laughs> Alex Benson, he and I have only been friends for like a year, but he says it when I sign off on a phone call with him. I love you, man. And like, he has yeah. no, like, it's so easy for him. And I appreciate that, you know? Right. And, uh, uh and how so come like, he doesn't say it to me. That's weird. I talk to him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He does. I think. It, it's funny. Um, it's funny. You you mentioned uh, Dominic doing South Beach sessions earlier because something came up on the podcast that I wish I would have commented on at the time. Uh, be, because Dan confided that after his SBS with Dominique, he broke into tears and sobbing. That confused me. I was like, "Is he talking about with Dominique?" I was like, "I couldn't yeah. even believe that that happened." Maybe he was making it up. <laughs> Dominique this, drilled yeah. into him though. He was asking him a, like, like Foxworth was asking him some really hard questions about like diving into some psychoanalysis stuff about like, you know, your wife, why, and, and why do you, why did you feel this way about things? And, right. and Dan was really like, like Dominique was conducting more of that interview than Dan was in my opinion. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, were you, so were you upset dad that he was more emotional after Dominique's? Is that what yeah, you're getting I, at? I, I wish I would have <laughs> said in the middle of the podcast when he said that, I wish I would have said, well, way to put all the pressure on me now. My arch enemy, Dominique Foxworthy, <laughs> has, has drawn all that emotion out of you. And now at the end of this, if, if you don't sob on my shoulders, I'm going to feel insulted. You know, I wish I would have gotten on about that and kidded him, but I didn't. Um, but I thought it turned out. Uh, I thought it turned out very well. I'm glad we both did it. And um, I hope it's uh, doing good business for uh, the Levitard show. It is. And, and Meadowlark, is it? It is. I, talk, I, I talked to the producer of that podcast, Matt Kugler. Yeah. Maybe, I hope I'm not revealing too much, but he multiple times late last week was like, dude, and it's still crushing. Like, like I think it might be on the whole network, one of the most popular things. Wow. Like, I think, it, I think it might have even been like sh show level downloads. Like everybody that listens to our show is checking this out, which is not okay. the case for all of our other podcasts. Yeah. That's great. No, that's great. And, and, and we may have had a residual effect there because, like I say, um, um, last week's podcast for us did really, really good. And, and yeah. thank you all. Thank you all. That's, that's not us. That's you guys listening. That was, a combination, that was a combination of probably people wanting to listen to our pod after your South Beach session, Witty being like uh, a guest people want to listen to, and the Lebitzard show being in transition early in the week. So like there was less content and it was going out a little later. I think it was just like the perfect storm of you guys listening to this pod. Keep doing it as we go to a commercial break right now. But I want you to keep listening <laughs> to this podcast because we do a lot of fun things and we get Woo! wacky. Woo! Chris's arm Woo! game it does lead the league. Woo! Yeah. Why is it, as we come back from break here, that you can hear when someone's eating? It drives my wife nuts. She doesn't yeah. like this? I actually, Mike Ryan will do this sometimes where he like will do a bit where he's like eating like very, 
And I hate it. I think it sounds terrible. I hate it. So yeah. I don't know why I'm doing it right now. I know. It's the rudest thing. Jane can hear, like, she'll be like, you're scraping your fork on your teeth. You're scraping your fork oh, with wow. your teeth. I'm like, <laughs> I've never noticed this. She's like, these yep. grapes are just so good, though. Do you? Are you guys green grapes or a red grape guy? I'm a green grape guy. I am either. Mm. I like them both about the same. Yeah. I, I'd say the red is probably because they're darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Uh huh. And so if I have to say it's close though, but yeah, probably red. I like the variety pack where I can get both, but yeah, yet, he, yet he's right. If you could only have one, Dad, you're just saying this because Mom always buys the green ones. Like you've just been a green grape guy your whole life. Well, the green um, gives you the uh, little surprise element because the green can be very sweet. And the green can also have that little snap, that little that snap true. of tart. Were, you know, weren't you longing? Tang. Weren't you longing for seeds and grapes in a few oh, back yeah. of my days ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was such a f- bullshit thing that you don't actually believe. No, no, it isn't. You use your tongue and your teeth, never the fingers. You use your tongue and your teeth. Hell yeah, hell to yeah. To extract <laughs> the tiny little seeds, and typically there's two seeds in a grape. To extract the tiny little seeds from the grape, spit them out gently, and it's a great ritual. I miss it. I do wonder how these, like, how do they get all these seeds out of these grapes? Or they're, good they're growing them seedless. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think it's a growing them seedless, but I really <laughs> What don't a dumb know. question I just asked. It has to be. They can't yeah. have a machine that's reaching into all these grapes. No, it's like, bioengineering, <laughs> whatever that means. Ugh. <laughs> I have no idea what bioengineering means, but it seemed like the right thing to say. <laughs> what is bioengineering? Any idea? <laughs> Would that have I, anything to do I, with making seedless I, grapes? It, it, it's a it's, it, it, it's a way of, of 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 taking the actual DNA of of different plants and making a different type of plant. I don't know. I don't good know, try, though, Yeti. Good try. But you know who is good at engineering? Sheets good and giggles. Though. Yes. <laughs> okay. Have to force that one in. Ah, sheets and giggles, guys. <laughs> it's that time to talk about them. And you should be going right now. Hey, what are you doing? Listen, actually, listen to this podcast. You can multitask. You can go to this website while listening to this podcast. I want you to pull out your browser right now because I know you're not on a laptop. My dad thinks people listen on a laptop. They don't. They're, on their, they're in their... Uh, th- where are they right now? Dad, where are our listeners right now, you think? Where are uh, probably most of our listeners? What would you say right now? The, the biggest percentage... We're talking pie charts again. What's the biggest percentage? Are, are, they in a, are they just in a car, you think? I would think they're at home in their home office. That's it's just staring so at a big PC. <laughs> Yeti doesn't know how people listen to podcasts. I mean, my dad doesn't know how people listen yeah, to podcasts. Yeah, I mean, if, if you consider the time the episodes release, they're out Monday morning. Yeah. And people are in transit. Can we at least agree there? I think that's probably the case. That's when I listen. I don't even know why I brought up where people are listening. But, anyways, let's talk if they about were listening in bed. They'd enjoy have it'd be a much more enjoyable experience if they're wrapped up in a set of sheets and giggles. Zagaki. So what you need to do right now is go to sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg and use promo code scoops. Get you 20% off the entire site. And we're not just talking sheets here. We're talking bedding. We're talking pillows. We're talking comforters. The whole nine, the whole kit and caboodle. And it's damn good product. It's a damn good product. Yeti, what holiday are we because Sheets and Giggles loves to celebrate holidays so what holiday are we celebrating it's a damn good product from a damn good company and one of the things that makes them a damn good company is that they give a crap about the environment they they, they've chosen to make sheets and mattresses and pillows and (laughs) tom cruise um sheets mattresses and pillows and everything out of material that is good for the environment it's sustainable They, they plant a bunch of trees every time they cut down eucalyptus trees they plant more um, it uses less water than cotton sheets to, to clean these sheets. You don't have to clean them as often. Um, there's so many good things. And Earth Day is coming up on Saturday, April 22nd. 
And so I love earth. I love the earth too. I love mother earth. Mother's day is coming up too. So it's like a two for one support your mother earth. Whatever happened to father? Earth? He went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. Yeah. Uh, he got divorced. <laughs> it ended ugly for those two. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's a way to support a company that does great things and gives you a great product. So that sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg promo code scoops, 20% off everything. Support the earth, support the show, support your mothers. Mm-hmm. Sheets and giggles. Keep Yeti employed. Yes, please. Greg, back to you. Speaking of the earth and the crazy things it does, I don't know if any of you uh, who don't live in South Florida have been hearing about the flooding we've been having down here. It's been insane. It, it's literally unprecedented. Um, I want to read a, a, a paragraph from, from a story in, in today's uh, news. The rain will come as residents struggle to recover after a record 26 inches of rain prompted what the National Weather Service described as a one in 1,000 year flood event. And that happened in mostly in Broward County, which is the Fort Lauderdale area. And I can tell you, it's the, the flooding has been unbelievable. It's been worse for me. Christopher lives like 10, 12 minutes from me. It's been worse for me, but it's unbelievable. I mean, the, 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 yeah, I mean, we're lucky, dad. I mean, mom, where mom works at downtown Fort Lauderdale, she like, she couldn't go to work on right. Wednesday, right? Or when it was right. It? But yeah, dude, it's, it's been insane. And, you know, I, the other day, Panthers were playing. So I was trying to get my daughter to my dad's house and trying to drive through my dad's neighborhood. You know, granted, in hindsight, probably didn't need to go to the Panthers game, probably could have just stayed home. But <laughs> turn around, don't drown, Chris. But I didn't know. First of all, I have an SUV, so I was fine. I was able to get through. But it's just I've been I've been around that neighborhood for my entire life since I was like two, and I've never seen it that bad. I've seen it wet. I've seen it where you're driving and it's a little, but like this was. There were parts where there was a there was one car just like stuck. Like there was cars just uh, today driving to work. We're, We're doing this Friday. I'm pulling into the parking garage at the train station and there was a car just in the middle of the road that had been there from the night before that was stuck when it was flooded. Like obviously the water had gone down. So like the car was just now awkwardly in the middle of the road. But yeah, cars were stuck. It was it's no joke. Yeah, and 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 I'm not singing I'm not singing mm-hmm. the blues because all over the country all of us are being affected by uh, the the results of global warming and 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 the fires in the west and and tornadoes in the midwest and hurricanes Everyone, and everyone's got their thing exactly <laughs> so i'm not like singing the blues here but but we have had crazy flooding it's just life shit right life is crazy and then anytime like life slaps you in the face with hey like you know you think you got this all figured out here we can come in and shit up whenever we want that's right that's what mother nature is saying even though she's great and it's good sheets and giggles are celebrating her she does have a mean streak mother nature let's admit it greg do you have a three facts jack this week you know what i do let's roll with that all right there are three things that interest him so sit right back for three facts jack wow i feel like we haven't done three facts jack uh in in a few weeks and and i want to remind you these are facts that i personally did not know until this week. These are facts. These are facts that I did not know until this week that interested me. Number three, only one bone in the human body is not connected to another bone. Hell yeah. The the exception, the loner in the network of skeletal scaffolding is the the hyoid. The what? The boner? The hyoid. (laughs) 
No, what'd you say before that? Like what the start of that sentence? The, the loner, loner is what he said. Oh, the loner. <laughs> <laughs> well, your mind is in the gutter, boy. I was like, there's one bone in the body. There's one bone in the body that blah, 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 blah. The boner. I know the hyoid. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. How the hell do you know the hyoid? I, I, I watched every episode of Bones, even though I probably shouldn't have because okay. it got so formulaic. But Anyway, uh, the hyoid is a small U-shaped bone in the neck at the root of the tongue. Uh, the hyoid is not connected to another bone, but is attached only to muscle. Number two, the at smell the end, of... At, at the end, we'll say binoid. <laughs> the smell of rain has yeah. a name. Water itself is odorless, but rain, especially after a dry spell, produces a pleasant, earthy scent known as petrichor. I do like that smell. The word is a combination of two Greek words, petros, meaning stone, and ichor, referring to the mythological fluid that fills the veins of Greek gods. This name is actually an apt description of where the smell comes from, because when rain hits porous soil or rock, microorganisms release an organic compound that creates the scent of rain. Petrichor. It's a delightful scent. Number one. Wait, do you guys ever smell sneezes? I try not to. I have, and I've wondered. I was like, does my breath smell this bad? Is this what it, what it is? Or is this- Really? Yeah. Anytime I sneeze, I like smell this like smell in the air and it's not like breath though maybe it's i don't think it's breath but it's just like this sneeze smell and i always am self-conscious that other people are smelling it and i've never smelled someone else's it's something i get when i sneeze and i'm always self-conscious that somebody else is going to smell it and the only person in my life that's ever smelt that that i've ever heard be like oh that sneeze billy gill i think a couple times (laughs) sitting next to him in the studio where i've like sneezed i gotta ask him this i might text him yeah, and, I've uh, never. I I, I, I call Billy. Do you do this? Yeah, sure. Do you do this every time you sneeze? Um, it's it's not every time for me, but maybe five or six times I've noticed it. Who smells their own sneeze? I don't, man. It's just something. Something gets triggered, and I, see, I, I I'm self conscious about that. When I sneeze, to me, those are all germs, and and if I'm smelling them, it means I'm inhaling my own germs or something, right? How does that work? I don't know. It's weird. That's, um, that was that was number two. What's your third? Well, number this is number one. We go three, oh, yeah. two, one That's here in Three one. Facts, Jackland. Number one, sometime between 1964 and 1968, John Lennon had a tooth removed and gave it to a housekeeper to dispose of. Why he brought it home from the dentist is a valid question, but extraneous here. The housekeeper, Dot Jarlett, held on to Lennon's stained and partially rotted tooth for decades before the molar hit the auction block in 2011 and sold for 31000 $200. I had to have it, said the buyer, a Canadian dentist named Michael Zuck, who later ins- was inspired to write a book about celebrity teeth. That's three <laughs> facts, Jack. There are three things that interest him, so sit right back for three facts, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I also have dad jokes, believe it or not, because we haven't had those in hey. a while. We, let's plant that second crutch in the ground and let's just hop along here, <laughs> okay. buddy. We're we're uh, we're moving like Walter Brennan. No, we're not. There weren't any last week. You forgot to tell your dad joke with Whittingham. I know that's true. You're right. I was so happy. <laughs> dad joke. Why do I hate all the bits around here? I know. Why do you? Yeah. Uh, what's it called when when the queen gets embarrassed? A royal flush. Aha! Mm, I like damn. that one. That's what good. do mathematicians study? Everything under the sum. Bad. Bad, bad. How do you send a letter to the Easter Bunny? Don't say it. You say it. I'm going to say it. Go ahead. Say it again. Repeat the question. (laughs) 
How do you send a letter to the Easter Bunny? In the tail. The correct answer? Hair mail. I knew it was something that rhymes with mail. Hair mail was dumb, but I love nothing more than... There are very few things I love more than Greg going... (laughs) It shocks me every time. (laughs) It has to be like a sudden violence on... Almost like an electrical shock. It's like you've been waiting to do it forever. Like, Like you were so ready. Exactly. Well, I was. I mean, he was like trying to pull uh, an answer out of his ass. I knew he didn't have it. Um, by the way, did you read that um, the inventor of the miniskirt passed away? Ah, oh, poor guy. No, it was a woman. Um, oh. Mary Quant. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff miniskirt. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's my humor. Uh, quit stealing my humor, by the way. Uh, Mary Quant. The British designer who revolutionized fashion and epitomized the style of the swinging 60s, a playful, youthful ethos that sprang from the streets, not a Paris uh, designer, died on Thursday at her home in Slurry in southern England. Known as the mother of the miniskirt, she was 93. How about that? Salute to her. I wonder, I wonder if she was buried in a miniskirt. Can you die anywhere else besides your house? And people think that, oh, okay, nice. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Because right there, you threw in the detail of she passed away at her home. And I like that. Every, and everyone goes, oh, nice. Yeah. I'm trying to think nice. of where else I could be. He passed away at Disney World. I don't know why I would say that when I'm going to Disney World <laughs> next week. It's so terrible for everyone else. <laughs> how, how, how about this? She passed away asleep at the wheel of her car careening <laughs> over a cliff. Yeah, that would not be as good as that. <laughs> it would not. It would not be as good. You would not go. Oh, that's nice. Not as good. That would not be as happy as yeah. dying at home. In fact, it would be rather terrifying. Um, I'm still eating grapes. I know you are. I hear it. It's ASMR. <laughs> the Bat Queen. What was that um, bat shit? What was that thing? Uh, <laughs> Mukbang. <laughs> Mukbang. Mukbang. Bat what was it? <laughs> bat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was like two two syllables. Mukbang. Let's watch Muck these bang. batshit videos on my TikTok they algorithm. Are bat shit. I mean, they are pretty batshit. <laughs> That's hilarious. So Joe Rogan is upset, and I want to tell you why. <laughs> Apparently, no, no. This is this interests me because it it could affect me in, in this podcast. Uh, <clears throat> controversial podcaster Joe Rogan has issued a warning about artificial intelligence. After a fake but very realistic version of his popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, was published online. The fictional episode, generated with the help of AI chatbot ChatGPT, was published on YouTube April 4th. It depicts a conversation between Joe Rogan and Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, with a disclaimer that the ideas and opinions expressed are not reflective of their actual thoughts. That's pretty scary that you can have an artificial intelligence podcast that mimics a real podcast so closely that it needs a disclaimer like that. Is that, uh, you know, I want to make a joke about this, but that's pretty, like, isn't that, why isn't that copyright infringement? Like, how can you do, how can you get away with that? I, I don't think the show has anything to worry about. I don't think there's any, you are so old that there's no way a robot will be able to figure you out. Well, I mean, <laughs> can you, you know, the, AI try to do that kind of thing? Be like, why are we moving so slow? <laughs> Why aren't we talking faster? <laughs> Baby. <laughs> that kind that of thing. Kind of thing. And you oh. know it. 
Now we need a ro- now we need an AI Greg Cody. That's actually hilarious. We should try to like we just basically need to get my dad to say all his sayings and we just change the voice. And turn- yeah. It would be just 40 minutes of uh, of just random uh sayings. Should we have AI Greg Cody on the show next week and we, we can interview him? Let's Let me see. tell you I'll check about- his media availability. <laughs> Let me tell you about my racehorse calmly. Back in my day. Play- all we do is play episode 1 of this show. <laughs> there you go from my I'm closet in, i'm in my closet <laughs> we should do that i'll do that next week um calmly by the way did he win is racing no here's the thing okay this comes out on the 17th calmly is racing tuesday morning the 18th in Lyon, france at 7 30 france time meaning when i'm balling the jack to miami <clears throat> for my first appearance on the levitard show in their new studios Calmly will be running thousands of miles away. Dad, you said France time. You said France time. Yeah, 7.30, France time. So 7.30 p.m. Oh, p.m. No, no, a.m., right? 7.30 a.m. France time? That's not That's not your so. 7.30, Dad. <laughs> you know that, right? I got to figure that out. Well, first of all, you're wrong because racing doesn't take place in France at 7.30 a.m. Like, it might be 7.30 a.m. <laughs> for you. Yeah, that's what I meant. So it's it's in it six like hours ahead of us, right? Okay, God damn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So seven thirty p.m. would be what one thirty p.m. your time. I love like just picture here at like Gulfstream, the race is taking off at seven thirty. <laughs> yeah, I want to get up at seven thirty and watch my horse, but unfortunately, I'll be in the car, so I won't be able to. That's uh, really bumming me out. At one thirty p.m., Dad, have you considered the bright line? No, <laughs> you know I'm taking the like the bright line like a lot of days. Like if oh, yeah? traffic's really bad, you just you know how you go. I know this is totally inside. We could just this is like a personal phone call we could have. You just drive down five ninety five, and instead of getting on the turnpike or ninety five to head south, you just get off it like right there at five ninety five. Get on the the bright line, and it takes you a block two blocks away from our new studio. The the trouble with bright line is that it's knocking over pedestrians like bowling pins. First of all, it's not the Bright Line's fault that people don't know around here how to drive around trains. I'm like, just hey, saying. Hey, idiot, don't drive over the tracks when the things go ding, 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 ding. Like, That's it's, a fair it's point. always driver air. Like, that is no indictment on the Bright Line. <laughs> okay. You know. And yes, one did hit a, a vehicle the okay. other day with many cars on it. It was one of those, right. like, I don't know if you guys saw it on the internet. It was one mm. of those. Yeah, it happens all the oh, time. Oh, a truck that was transporting cars. Oh, a big eighteen-wheeler transporting cars got stuck and got drilled by the oh, train. Oh gosh! Yeah, who won that? Who won? <laughs> that's that's a good question. Who won? <laughs> it is right. Um. Well, the train, the train, the train was who off won? the tracks. So shouts to Nana. <laughs> okay. Nana Doogie, ladies and gentlemen. I love that Yeti knows our nonsense so much that he's like, up oh, Nana, classic Nana, who won? <laughs> I do too. Actually, actually, I Greg has told the story about him and your Uncle Dick hugging for the first time on the show. So I had heard that before. I don't know if you were on the episode or not, but he has told it before. Wow. Really? So it must be true then. <laughs> if I've repeated it twice, it can't be a lie. It's got to be true. <laughs> no, that's good. It had to be without me here, because I, I feel like I would have remembered that, but maybe. And it, it may have not been on air. I'm trying to think if it was just a conversation we had off air or not. I don't remember. It, but yeah, geez, I, I mean, recall. my dad is confiding in Yeti that he's never hugged his brother. Alex, my best friend since diapers, is telling Yeti he loves him. Stay away from my people, Yeti. I'm one step away from Miss <laughs> Pac-Man and the will. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> next thing you know, Yeti and my wife are going to walk out of the next room. I mean, Jesus. Hey now, hey now. My wife has something to say about that. Hello. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Well, then, if you did that with my wife, Yeti, I would have to. All right. <laughs>
are we doing? Here? All right. Good night, everyone. Okay. That's, geez, we're we're off the rails here like a Brightline train. But seriously, <laughs> nothing. I, we're kidding, Brightline. We would love you as a sponsor. We love everything about Brightline. I don't even need you to be a sponsor. Just let me have free rides. I'll just take free Brightline tickets. Free ride. Boom, boom, boom. I, I will tell you, like, I love, now I don't take a train into work, but I do take the bus and you could not pay me enough. If I lost that public transportation, I'd have to find a different job closer to home. Oh, you could dude. not pay me enough to drive to downtown Atlanta every day. It is wonderful. I love like just that part. Like it might be like on days where traffic is light. It's not like it might be a wash, but days when traffic is heavy and I just get to sit, I get to do show prep, like just being able to sit on the train. I'm just like, I'm listening to podcasts now. Like I actually wow. like have time. Is it crowded? A bright line train? No. In the morning, like a little, like it's not like not every, like I've yet wow. to have someone even next to me, the chair next to me. Is it clean? Yes. Extremely. <laughs> you know what? I may, I may try that. I'm not a public transportation guy. Chris, ride it with your dad for the first time. Get it for the soups or the subs, the subs. I will. Yeah. Dad, we'll do it one time. And like, oh, we could like, you know, we'll turn pot, we'll turn it into content. Now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Just tell me when, baby. All right, let's uh, let's put a bow on this because I think it's been uh, a pretty wonderful episode, which I would say even if I didn't believe that, but I'm not just being facetious. This episode's award-winning, I think they're saying. That's <laughs> how you know he thinks it's not that great because he didn't call it award-winning. Yeah, well, you sure. know, I don't want to go overboard. I mean, the, the results are not back in yet. The uh, the panel doesn't. Hey, there's Grayson in the background climbing the stairs trying to get into my podcast again. Hey, Grayson! I'm going to finish with a red grape and a green grape. Okay, no SMR, please. Bang box. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Love you all. Bang Thanks box. for the support. <laughs> see you next week. Bang box sounds like. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I didn't get to tell you about my grandma's sex dream. 